It's the Lakeland Sports Guys podcast coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Glad to have you with us. I'm Tom Carroll. Got Chris Cox here next to me up on stage along with the coach, Dan Spivey, in the house where today is Monday and you've got the cheeseburger special to go along with all of that. Howard, uh, pretty busy today. You had a lot of folks in here and, um, as a matter of fact, uh, he said he was too busy to talk when I went by. So uh, you can get a chance. Uh, he does come by every now and then. You can holler at him. Uh, of course, he's got a great staff and they uh, help support him tremendously as well. Barry's done a great job cooking. We got Clyde in the house as well. So He's, uh, a, he's a Raven fan, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Lamar fan. <laughs> yes, we like to get him. So. But glad to have you with us. Got a lot to talk about. High school championships were this past weekend. Uh, you had uh, the big conference championships for the college ranks. And then we had Sunday at 1 o'clock the announcement of who was in the final FBS uh, series as well, or FCS, yeah, FBS series. FBS. <laughs> it's full to BS too. Anyway. <laughs> I missed it, man. I was asleep. Well, I like the I, I like the asleep. FCS uh, and the way they do things better than the FBS anyway. But you know, we can't get them to adopt to to you know the rankings. Although next year will be a different story. Of going what twelve? Yeah. Going right? twelve. But now a comment I heard this morning was, uh, all right, we go to twelve next year. Two years ago. It was proposed and put on the table to go to 12. And you would have been playing 12 this year. Mm -hmm. Three conferences voted against it. The Pac-12, the Big Ten, and you know who the third one was? SEC. ACC. Yeah, I was going to say the one that got left out. (laughs) The one that got left out this year that would have been in had they said yes and went to the 12 teams. All right, well, let's start there. Uh, As you know, Michigan ends up with the number one overall seed. They'll take on the four seed, and that being the one and only Alabama. And then you got – That was good. (laughs) I was going to shake your hand, Keith. That was good. And then at number two, which was not much of a surprise, I guess you would say, um, and that was the Washington Huskies uh, moving up from three to number two after the Georgia loss. And then you had right behind them Texas getting in at number three. So you'll have uh, Washington and Texas doing battle over there in the Rose Bowl area, I believe. Is that That'll right? be a battle, yeah. dude. That's going to be an offensive battle. That's going to be a great game. Well, my wife don't think Michigan ought to even be in there because of the hardball situation. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to explain it to her that, wait a minute, he's been – Punished by the school. Oh, this is he's yeah. been punished by his league. It's just NCAA hadn't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. didn't do any favors either. I mean, yeah, they got that number one overall seed, but I, all right. Since we've already talked about SEC, so it was going to be one of two things anyway. It was going to be Alabama or Georgia, one of the two anyway. That's right. who they were going to play. Yeah, because they, it, that's the one thing about it. there's no love lost with them in Michigan either, like it didn't for you and I or anything. But that was the two teams they were going to play no matter what and who it was because they were not going to put Georgia and Alabama together. No, they weren't. All. Even though money wise and viewership wise, I mean, I still say that's why there's a little bit of SEC bias because they know if they throw one in. We follow and we go everywhere, don't we, Stan? I'm not, you know, I'm a Gamecock. I'll always be just a Gamecock. Let me get that out of there because Billy Wade and all them guys hate the fact that I'm not an SEC guy. But I'll sit back and hold my hand out and let them make a little money for me. That's fine. But if my team's not in it, I don't really care. Um, and I, I, I'm not going to pull for Michigan. I'm not going to say I'm going to pull for Alabama, but I guess I will. But. Well, the teams that have knocked Michigan out of the playoffs the last, what, four or five years have Our, been one of those two teams. Our and, SEC. And, and you heard the, 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 the groans, I guess, when they pulled it up. I mean, it, it, you've seen it on the videos, I'm sure, already. I sent it to you, matter of fact, the Michigan might just <laughs> – 
Just the oh, not again. No. Not again. <laughs> Here they come again. Oh man! But uh, this this is the team. I'll give it credit. I mean, I, I like their offensive coordinator. Um, I'm not a Harbaugh guy, so don't get me for that one. But and their DC is pretty good. So I mean, I think they can do the things they need to do. I just. Week after week, Stan's proven something to me. I'm not a Jalen Milrow fan, but he's done everything he had to do. Mm-hmm. Saban says, just don't lose me the game. You lose me the game, you're in the portal. And he's um, gotten better as the year's gone on. He really that's has. That's what I've noticed. And that's the well, thing. He and, really has. And it's not only Milrow. It's been the whole offensive line, the running backs, the defensive line. And, of course, you know that those corners and safety, because those are the ones that Saban actually coaches. Oh, they're they, they, I mean, and it, I think one of them, it might have been one of the players after the game says, you know, we try to get 1% better every day. 1%. What does that mean? They're paying attention to the little things. The little things. And that's why, I mean – they're just Alabama. They just go out and find ways to win. <laughs> and they're doing it without a, shall we star. say, star receiver no, or star, no star anywhere, star on, the anywhere on the field. So, yeah, Mill Rose is star. There's no, really no running back. That was one of the arguments I had about Keith Flores set out with the rule that's in play about not, it's 70% of your offense. Um, it took four guys rushing the football to get 114 yards against Georgia. Not Georgia's got good defense. Don't get me wrong. Um, and you got Blake Corum from Michigan who's going to be in all everything. He's going to get his 110 yards. But that was one of the arguments. I mean, you got Jace McKellen's not even on here. He's out for the rest of the season. Um, you got Milrow rushing the ball, and you got Rico Williams, who's been hurt half of the year. And now Miller came in the other night for the first time since two weeks before they played Auburn. So technically, other than Milrow, they don't have 70% of their team mm-hmm. that's offensive out there ready to go. They don't have the receiver, but they got a defense. And that was the argument I had for Florida State the whole year is they have a defense. And they did what they had to do. They played pretty well. I, I picked them last three weeks because Jordan Travis went out. Yeah, And the bias out there right now, too, is with Florida State, you know, they had a third-string quarterback that was that was playing in that championship game, knowing that the other guy was under concussion protocol, was going to be back in, you know, for the – if they did go to the championship game, or in the bowl game, he's going to be back for that. We know that. Um, you know, and then still the committee elected to say, hey – it's still a backup. We're not going to – it's not the same team. And, yeah, it's not the same team, but they're still winning. I mean, they're still even winning. But who are they beating? A Louisville team that got beaten the week before that put up – They got caught looking ahead. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, was Kentucky really – what was it, 35-16 to 16 or something like that, I think, was the score of that Kentucky game. But Kentucky coming into that game was a 6-5 and five team. And if you're playing for an ACC's championship, you already had two losses. That's your third one. You know, were they even still in the top 20 when they played? I think they were. I think they were 18, 19. But still, what did you look like? I mean, as bad as Florida State looked offensively, Louisville looked worse offensively. Plummer couldn't do anything. And it wasn't wasn't because of the – Florida State defense all the time. I mean, the kid can't throw the ball. When he did throw it to them, they dropped it. Well, he was under <laughs> a lot of pressure no, most of the time. And they had no running game, yeah. so, I mean. Well, they had running game because they went over 200 yards rushing ball with two players, Tua Feely and uh, Trey Benson. That's been the argument all year. They've got – the thing is, if they score 42 on Louisville, are they in right now? Who, Florida State? 
If they score probably, 42, probably, yeah. that was another one of the arguments they yeah, threw out. Probably so. And Booger, I, you know, I've never liked Booger McFarland, but I respect you, buddy. I, but like I said, I mean, if you can put 200 yards rushing on a – well, Louisville's defense hasn't been known anyway all year. It's always been offense for them. But I thought what, the, what they did defensively at 16-6 and six of a ball game, that held them enough to where they should have been at least considered. And they were considered because they're playing Georgia in a bowl game. So they were considered just not for the playoffs. So this is last year we got to worry about it. Next year you're going to play your teams. It's going to be my schedule of strength, and it's going to be whoever you are when you get to these things. What I sent you was funny was for the first time since the CFP became into existence, number one seeds out for the first time. But they were number one when they started the playoff poll, as we call it, and week in, week out we see who they are. No team had ever been left out that was number one seed. And that's why a lot of people are questioning this playoff committee as to w- what their parameters were because it's been totally different than what everybody else – Well, I've never seen – the playoff committee has done. I tell you, I've never seen the clause in there about if 75% of your offense can't play because a player being hurt. I've never seen that before yeah. until Sunday. And I'm sure I'm not saying they just threw it in there, but I mean, because I mean, that's some analyst somewhere came up with that. I, I don't know. <laughs> so but here, I mean, you need to look at this. I'm an mm-hmm. Alabama fan, by the way. <laughs> Well, no, I, and it's like I said, <clears throat> I can see Alabama making the top four before I could Texas. Mm-hmm. And and it, it boils down to who you played in your conference championship game. And I, Alabama did play number one Georgia, okay? You look, Florida State played a Louisville team and Texas played an Oklahoma State team. Oklahoma State and Louisville might be a good ball game. They probably evenly matched. They weren't the number – they wasn't even in the top ten either one. I don't think either one of them was even in the top 15 when they played them. So, how do you put those teams in above some of these other teams? And, of course, Texas had the one loss, and it was to Oklahoma in the middle of October. Yep. <laughs> so, my argument there is you need to get Texas out and put – if you want to put Florida State in because – other than the one loss, Florida State's got them beat all the way across the board. That's the team that kept them out. Yeah. yeah. If Texas you're ACC guy, one. yeah, that's the yeah. team that kept them out. And I just, like, as I'm going through, I'm looking, I'm looking at Tulane. They lost. So that and would, how, can you take, how can you take a number one team, the number one team in the nation, and throw them on, <laughs> on a 30-game win streak, you get beat by three, and you drop them – Five places to number six. Yeah, that didn't that didn't sit right. I mean, me if you're either. not gonna put Florida State in, they got to drop down below six. I'm sorry, Georgia should be number five. I mean, the committee said that they weren't gonna rank Alabama ahead of Texas because Texas beat them in that second game of the but year. But then that should have at least made it Michigan, um, Texas, Georgia, or Alabama, some, Georgia, some, yeah, something I'm, of that nature. Yeah, I mean, you don't see. It's almost like they weren't counting the loss that Texas had to Oklahoma in in yeah. October. They were counting the win the second week of September over Alabama. Yeah, we're going to count that one, but we're not going to count your loss. And I think it – but Well, the only other place you could have put can Georgia would have been three. Days. Yeah, you, the only place you really could have put Georgia with a loss at the end would have been three. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You put you I mean, could have put Georgia in uh, – did you still got to drop that far? Just there's yeah, some other reason, reason. that we're you know, yeah. strength the schedule maybe who knows. Well, well they didn't have the hardest schedule, but mm-hmm. they still they won. I mean, we can we got to shake my head. To well, it. well, and they beat <laughs> they beat teams like now we we normally 
associate Missouri with a lower tier. They're an upper tier. But Missouri, Missouri was a quality team this year. Ole Miss, a quality team. And they pretty much beat the pants off both of them. So, I mean, uh, but anybody that watched the Alabama-Georgia game saw that Alabama beat Georgia in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Well, remember said it beat them two years ago when yeah. it went the other way around. Be right, come here. <laughs> Do your thing. Anyway, he would be mad right now if it was Clemson gets outside this thing. And that's what I called Benji about yesterday. And Benji's like, oh, I just said that to my wife. And he said, we'd have to move from Abbeville because I probably wouldn't be to stay here because he said, this town's not Clemson the way I am. But, I mean, it's just the way it is. It works out that way. And but it's over with. So, I mean, after this week, we might not remember it. Next year, we're going to remember it because Florida State better to take care of business. Yeah. And hopefully, they, you know, and they're coming out to your teams, players. But, Mike yeah, Norrell's already said, we're coming out to players. Yeah. We'll see. So, the New Year's <laughs> Six Bowl, uh, as we know, um, the Sugar Bowl, uh, 830 uh, on uh, – the first is going to feature number two, Washington, taking on number three, Texas. And then uh, after that at the 5 o'clock – or before that, the 5 o'clock game at the Rose Bowl has Michigan taking on Alabama um, in that matchup. So uh, that will be, what, I said 5 o'clock, both those games on ESPN. Then you got uh, in the Fiesta Bowl in Glensdale, Arizona, 1 o'clock, Oregon taking on Liberty. So Jamie Chadwell, first year at Liberty, goes undefeated. <laughs> he gets to take on your Ducks in the process of all this. Which, by the way, the Ducks have got to come up with a with the defense somewhere along the line. They've got to be able to stop the run. That was their downfall. That was that was their downfall. But like I said, I'm kind of like Stan always says, why do you continue to play zone? I mean, you played them to a field goal the last time you played them, and you're gonna still stay in zone and allow them to complete 20, 30 yard passes, and you got to beat one man. Let them beat him first off right off the pass and see what we can do playing man-to-man. Yep. But, and Dan Landon's always been a man-to-man guy. Yes. And this year, defensively, we go to uh, what we did. I do expect to change that defensive. <laughs> All right. Um, the Orange Bowl in Miami, uh, 4 o'clock on the 30th. I'll have number five, Florida State, taking on number six, Georgia, which um, you know, Florida State's not ready. That game could get lopsided fast. December 30th, also the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, noontime. Penn State gets to take on number 11, Old Miss. And then the Cotton Bowl in uh, Arlington, Texas, 8 o'clock on the 29th, has Ohio State at number 7, taking on Mizzou at number 9. And um, and all the Missouri players have said, we're not out and out of nothing. <laughs> we're coming back. We're coming for Ohio State. They, and I think they're they ready are. to make they a are. statement that they are here to stay. We know they got a heck of a running back in Corey Schrader. A.J. Cook, we know what he's done to Carolina all this year. Now, I'm going to tell you who is opting. Ohio State's gone. They, McCord's already in the portal. Uh, the running back's just gone to the portal. And the, uh, Marvin Harrison's not. No. So he's staying. But, I mean, you're going to have to go with a backward well, quarterback he, now. He may end up in the NFL, though. And he may just say, now that he sees his quarterback gone, that he's played with ever since he was in high school, he's going to say, I'm just going to opt out and get ready for the NFL combine. Well, technically, that's what could happen today, later this yeah. afternoon, by the portal. Yeah. He could say, you know what, Kyle's gone. My running back's gone. Mm-hmm offensively what have we really got mm-hmm. and he may go into the portal this afternoon which would make sense because we all know that he's probably a one or two round by number yeah. one two drive draft yeah. yeah he's that good of a player well and that's just like brock bowers and mcconkle down there at georgia they're both were hurt in that championship game we know what you could see it so and he was limping they, everywhere. They, they can opt out and say i've got to get healthy because i'm going to the nfl and i'm going to the combine and i'm going to be at 100 percent 
All right. Um, uh, other bowl games of interest uh, for us. Uh, one is App State. They're going to get to take on Miami of Ohio in the Cure Bowl down in Atlanta uh, coming up on the 16th of December, 3.30 game. That'll be on ABC. Um, that'll be fun to watch. Um, did I see where Coastal was going? Yeah, Coastal's going to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, that's Can right. you imagine that trip? <laughs> <laughs> Taking on San Jose State. Of they better people. be you, ready to play. You better be ready to chase because those dudes can run. Well, Chip Kelly said, <laughs> Chip Kelly said, and he said, I'm going to send a, co- a message to my good friend at San Jose. You better get ready because this is a team coming out there to play. We, we played them first game of the year. You better get ready. So, <laughs> they go along with it. So, those are some of the big games that are going to be out there. And then um, we also found out that Clemson is not going to the Holiday Bowl oh. and they're not taking on Oklahoma State. Oh, man. Um, it- <laughs> <laughs> I want to know you're bummed. But, hey, they're going to move closer. They're going to go down to sunny Florida, Jacksonville, not far away, uh, taking on uh, none other than the Kentucky Wildcats in the Gator Bowl on December 29th. You're going to get O'Leary again from NC State. That's their quarterback. And Let's go back to Coastal real quick. So what does it mean if the players are already in the portal for Coastal, like Grayson McCall, Beasley, and all? They can't play, correct? I think they can play it until they sign with somebody. Just, yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. And, I was wondering know, if they had to come McCall, out of portal by the day. That's what I'm saying. McCall did the same thing last year. Now, he was in the portal for about two weeks, and then he came back out. Did he play the bowl? I can't remember uh, if he played that bowl or not. We know today's first day actually for the bowl as far as, like, going weekend. in. So, I guess they got till the day to come out if they want to play. But if you're Coastal and you lost – you still got Sam. But you lost Beasley and, yeah. and, and McCall. But you still got Blasco. And, and you lost the backup quarterback, too. Yeah, Jared yes. Guest, yes. That's why I said it's Blasco now. It's his show now. I just wonder, if you don't have the players, I mean, it doesn't make much sense to even go to a bowl. But, I mean, you're going to Hawaii, Stan. Yeah. They're already at Myrtle Beach, See? so yeah. go out there and get that other side. <laughs> yeah. Get that Pacific love. All right. Uh, and the Myrtle Beach Bowl, 11 o'clock, December the 16th. Guess who? Georgia Southern taking on Ohio. A fun one. Yep. Ohio's coming down uh, to the warmer weather. That'll be an 11 o'clock game on ESPN, by the way. Them guys will be loving life coming to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> They'll be playing in the ocean. Coastal better leave a couple coaches there that they might pick up a Miami Ohio quarterback because, like I said, they got some really good quarterbacks at Miami Ohio. Yeah, the Holiday Bowl we just mentioned where we thought Clemson and, and Oregon State were going, uh, Louisville gets that designation along with USC. So that'll be an offensive showdown. No defense in that game. Caleb Williams and Jake, Jack Plummer. So. Yeah. No defense in that game. All right, uh, so let's talk about this Clemson game, uh, as a matter of fact, because Clemson, um, you know, with with what they've been able to do bowl-wise, I mean, you know, they've (laughs) – Dabo has said, what was it, 2004 or something, I think it was the first time that he went to the Gator Bowl with the – no, 2010 – well, I'm going to get my facts straight before I say it (laughs) – He's been there three times. It'll be it's his been, third time. It was. And the first time ended up being uh, uh, a win against West Virginia, correct? Uh, am I falling, am I falling I'm short sure. of that? I'm not sure on the opponent. Well, they've been there 13 times, the Tigers have, um, all the way back to 1925. I found that out. Um, they've got an 8-5 and five record. Uh against the Wildcats to go along with that. The teams first met in 2009 in the Music City Bowl. Clemson ended up winning that one 21-13. Um, and then that, that's when they had C.J. Spiller and, and the phenomenal lightning uh, and thunder Under matchup. Yep, to go along I still have with nightmares it, about those guys. The last time the Gators were uh, – the Clemson was in the Gator Bowl was 2008. And Dabo, that was his first game as a head coach, uh, serving as the interim. Uh, it was like, what, 
two games after Tommy Bowden had been fired midseason. So, uh, and they lost to Nebraska 26-21. That was the last time Nebraska was worth anything, I think. Probably. Like I said, I'm interested to see the matchup between your defense and Devin O'Leary. I mean, last year when he was at, at State, you really had no, not a lot of trouble with him then. And he had receivers. O'Leary, for some reason, he's got Ray Davis, and that's who they will key on is Ray Davis. And uh, Ray's going to need 200 yards to beat Clemson this year. But I'm more interested in the defense that they, that they do have at Kentucky. I mean, because they're, they're not bad. We saw they, that. They've got some huge linemen. <laughs> defensive linemen oh, yeah. and offensive linemen that um, a, a Clemson offensive line that has had a few issues this year. I don't know if you want to try to stop that 6'6", 365 that can run. Now, he's not going to play every down, but uh, when he is in there, he's going to wreak some havoc. Uh, and that's a that's a massive human being. How about uh, money line stats 50-50 right now? Is your stat starting out? And we're, we're, yeah. we're a while away. Yeah, we're, we're still so, three weeks out. So, so you're looking at, you mean, you still close to minus seven in that. So... Kentucky's getting the points. That's why you're 50% right now. Yeah. So. And it, it, it can't be their offense is the reason why. It's got to be the defense, much like <laughs> yeah, Clemson. So yeah. it's going to be a, you know, a defensive game, I think, early on. And we've seen Clemson's offense. It, it starts out slow, it as sputters. usual, and it gets better as the game goes on. And that's so. what but, we were talking about with Alabama Georgia. They sputtered all year offensively, and, and that did actually cost them. But. but the defense that Carolina played against Clemson, and this may help Clemson. When Carolina went to the 3-3 three, three down there, uh, they kind of pretty much shut down the Clemson offense from scoring points. Now, they give them a, a few yards, but they didn't let them score points. That's the same defense that Kentucky runs. It's not as quick as Carolina's defense was. It's but a lot tw- slower. But they're twice the size. Yeah, they, yeah, they may be human beings. big and slow. But so yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. That's why, you know, and you're excited. Are you excited or not about romping? Coach coming back to Clemson. Are you excited about that, or are you, are you questioning the logic behind it? Because we saw the money already that they're coming for. Yeah. That was what surprised me. Like Chris Kelly's coming for like 975, and Rump's coming for 950. Yeah. And then that goes, bumps up to a yeah. million next and I year think and year Rump's, after. So. I think Rump's a good hire. I like uh, Chris Rump. From, from a defensive standpoint, the offensive line coach, He's a great offensive line coach, but he's been out of the game for a year. Well, that's why he's and a co-offensive line coach. they got two of them now that are. And the landscape of college football has changed drastically since he last coached. Well, 2021. Now, yeah, but he didn't have to deal with NIL and transfer portal. Well, transfer portal was there then. He didn't have to do NIL. You're he right didn't about have that. To, so he didn't but he have doesn't to do. have to do with that. That's no, all Dabo's doing. He, so. But he's got – he's still <laughs> – he still got to recognize players and re, and rec- Dabo. We need to go get this guy. You know, we need to go get this guy. Now he can coach him up once he gets him there, but he's got to get him there. Um, I think yeah, it's but, a good hire. I think it's, I, yeah. the uh, the only question I would have is this is this guy coaches more from an NFL oh, type no. <laughs> type okay. offensive line. And NFL type plays, is Garrett Riley going to be open to going to more of a pro style offense as opposed to his? 
Well, I think they brought him in more for the development and a player. And, uh, but yeah. it's still, it's I don't still, think it's, it's. I mean, I think it's still Riley's show as to what he wants. Yeah. Um, oh, he's the OC. But so it, I, I think, and that's where Clemson's offensive line has struggled: is do I block him or block him, or you know, is the technique right here or there? And I think that's going to be the main difference where I think Mac Luke makes the. Makes the changes that are needed. I think best hires Rump though, honestly. Oh, defensive wise, yeah. I yeah. think he'll help West Godwin in ways that you can't imagine. So, and, well, I hope, he, and hopefully they can work together. Well, and he's been a a, a DN coach at a lot of high end. Well, right now he's with and, the Vikings. So. Yeah. and and he's been. This is his third or fourth team with the in the pro. So he's been at that level. And but he's a game cop. Did you know that? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay. I did not know he had been to Clemson. Yeah. Because it said welcome back, Coach. Sister. I had not known that. <laughs> yeah. I was he, like, he wait was, a minute, this cat's a game cop. He was up there. I don't know if it was grad or something. He was up there under Bowden, I think. Uh, I he was with right. – no, it was um, – um, He's Scott. Yeah, he was Scott. when Scott okay. was there okay. as, as the uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, he was there then as one yeah. of the assistants. And I'm going to say something quick to Coach Beamer. Go get Deuce Staley. He got fired, too, at Carolina. So, go get him. <laughs> Great running back, coach. We love Deuce. So, Carolina's hiring the, the players from Carolina, from South Carolina, whereas Clemson's hiring the coaches from, from South Carolina. <laughs> As that wasn't intangible. We don't know what it's going to be. But, like I said, deep in the street, Rump's the real deal. Well, Rump so. coming out of Calhoun County. He went to Carolina. Then, you know, he's, he's, he's coached at Alabama. He's, he, play, he's coached out of Texas. He's he played coached, three years in the NFL? Rump? I think so. Something like or just that. two. Yeah, yeah, he played a couple of years. He got years under his yeah, belt. Yeah. yeah. But remember when Memphis first hit the, the – became really good? He was the defensive line coach at that yeah. time. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, so. the, the, you know, we consider what we've seen from West Godwin. I, I thought this, the, the Gamecock game was pretty good for West and Clemson. But that gives Devil another option right there. If it is time and he doesn't have what he needs, Rump's going to be the guy that you go to and say, are you ready for it? Because I've got to do something with West Godwin. I could see maybe flipping him a little bit possibly during the season. So, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he plays it out. I'm just well, glad Dubbo went to the portal. I'm glad he got one player. Well, <laughs> we picked up an offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we picked up another um, uh, little slot guy. Did you notice that? Oh. As well? Yeah, I did. Um, he, the dude's 5'10". Well, he claims he's 5'10", about 185 pounds. Um, hey, that's what I claim. <laughs> that's my NIL. Sorry, Tosh. Sorry, Tosh. He's, he's sure hands ended up signing, uh, <laughs> or I should say verbally committing to the Tigers earlier this yeah. week. So, um, we, we may have uh, another guy in the slot, a possession receiver, as you like to say. Well, how, what do you think uh, Spiller can do with a guy like that, though? Even though he's running back heavy. I mean, what do you think he can do? Well, you got you got power sweeps. You got. I mean, he can well, that's what I'm big, big is, did, Are they bringing him in to replace Bo Collins? But since Collins went into the portal, no, he he was he. They've been recruiting him all along. Yeah. Now he, the one they did bring in was um, um, the guy from Daniel, the offensive tackle from Daniel. They did yeah. bring him in when they lost the other one to Illinois. You got the kid from things that none you got a South Lawrence guy yesterday too. Did we? I didn't see that one. That, yeah, but he's a year out. Yeah, he so, is a year so out. He's but still, that's, that's a still, big high. I mean, that's a big. That kid's huge. If he stays with them, I mean, he still got <laughs> yeah two Another years. year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty so, cool I mean, though because, like I said, you can see why that offense did as well as it did at South Lawrence. I mean, I still think they're like Midland Valley with their schedule strength, but and it did cost them against Westside. 
Whoever wants to not believe that, that's fine. <laughs> All right, before we get into the high school aspect of it, I also want to make uh, mention there were some pretty doggone good basketball games over the course of this week as well. Clemson had their first conference game, uh, taking on the Pitt Panthers in that one, 79-70. Uh, you posted the win there. That makes the Tigers 7-0 and right now. Um, in the process of all that. And they got a big one coming up Wednesday night when they take on the Gamecocks, who are also undefeated. And they put a ranking on us. I didn't want that. I wanted to be un- <laughs> both of them un- unranked well, when we played each did other. Did you ever so. find a top 25 was Clemson in? I would have thought that Clemson would have been in the top 25 before South Carolina. According to the site I'm on here, it, it did not. It had number 24 South Carolina at Clemson, and they were unranked at the time. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're a fan of both teams, I wouldn't miss this game. If you got a chance to go up there, it's not far of a ride from Columbia up there. And like I said, I'm kind of interested to see like you if Little John's a total sellout. If if it's not, I'm gonna tell you something. Y'all missing out. He comes on some. Brownell's probably got his best pitch right now going to keep his job because, like I said, it has not been a hard schedule, but they have won games and they're playing the competition. So well, I, that's what I'm interested to see about the Carolina. Did they I play think, down to Lamont? I think they. Well, I don't know. I think both teams and. I don't know how all this uh, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four works. Uh, <laughs> it's a toss-up. <laughs> but, you know, I think uh, both teams have played a lot of those tier three teams that they should have beat anyway. Uh, the Pitt game, I don't. that's where it gets confusing. Is Pitt a tier one or a tier two? You know, possibly a tier one. So they're a playoff team from last year. Yeah, yeah, so they're probably a tier one. So that gives Clemson a tier one win, which last year their preseason stuff hurt them. This year they may have moved up a little bit, challenging the players, even though they're, this was a conference game. You're yeah. playing a conference game really early. This time last year they hadn't played a conference game. You know, they had been playing tier four, tier three teams, and then they played South Carolina, and they were about a tier four when they played them. But, it's a different uh, team this year, too, because Shefflin has proven that he's going to be the power inside, whereas last year yeah. he was trying to develop that, uh, and he wasn't really establishing himself. Against Pitt, he did. I he mean, did. he was phenomenal, particularly coming down the stretch, scoring four points uh, there towards the end in a row. Well, uh, Shefflin had the, the big rebounding. Mm-hmm. He's the rebounder. He's the Dennis Rodman on the team. He grabs 17 <laughs> boards. I want to see his okay. hairstyle. Well, well, <laughs> if he's getting 17 boards, that frees up P.J. Hall to work more on his shot and scoring baskets. Uh, Girardi at guard, you know, is he going to continue to hit eight to ten threes a game? You know, I I think Pitt was playing more of a matchup zone, which he was able to find the holes in it. Yeah. Uh, is Girardi going to be able to do that in a man-to-man situation? Situation. Yeah. And yeah. here again, P.J. Hall is going to have to get into the paint. He's no, not going to be able that. to stay out. Yeah, he's been doing um, that. And he's been hitting the threes. That's yeah. that's. That's been a plus. The thing that got me is they did this against Pitt without Alex Hemingway, who is, what, their number two guard? Yeah. In all that, he's been out due to injury. Jack Clark was also out, but he's been one of the guys coming off the bench. So, I'm more impressed with the fact that you got Gerard from Syracuse to come down. That, that, was, that, was, a, that was a big get. Mm-hmm. We talk about Shefflin and all, and I'm still doing football. I'm sorry, I'm following the portal. Um, <laughs> because Vandergraaf's in it now, and Stetson's going. So what does Georgia now do now? With Vanderbilt going right now, that means Stetson needs to stay. 
Well, he'd be the starter, would he not? Because well, Beck's graduating. Yeah, but as of Saturday. But does Beck have another year of eligibility? He should. Yeah. He should. I so mean, does Beck come back? So, see, that might be the reason both, because Vandergriff just hit. That's why I wanted Let's talk about small because I'm, I'm through this right now. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm scrolling quarterbacks anyway, man. There's so many that just went. It's unreal. We'll talk. Well, that's for Thursday. Let's, right. let's put on quarterbacks for Thursday. Uh, Clemson had three and double figures to go along with that. You had Chauncey um, Wiggins had 22 or 21, or excuse me, 12. P.J. Hall had 22, but uh, Girardi, again, phenomenal, had 25 on the night. Um, again, P.J. Hall got in a little bit of foul trouble in this one. Ended up with four personal fouls uh, in the process, as did uh, Hunter Chase. Or Chase Hunter. I, I'm going to get those names backwards all season long. He's going to make no threes. You're going to know who Chase Hunter is, but I'm just saying. But I'm with impressed that. with this team because, you know, everybody, oh, well, they beat Pitt. I mean, look at that, look who, Pitt, who coaches Pitt now. I mean, they, they're good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're usually a, definitely an NCAA team, and, and, you know, when it gets time for it, they're usually a top contender in the ACC. So, I mean, it's not a bad basketball team, and to go up there and win, and win that game, I mean, that's big. Yep. And moving on to South Carolina, they took on George Washington uh, at home. Um, so they're 7-0. George Washington falls to 6-2 and on the season. This was uh, uh, an 89-67 to drubbing. It wasn't even that close, guys. Uh, I mean, Carolina started making substitutions, and that's when George Washington started making buckets um, in regard to that. However, they still had one, two, three, four, four guys in double figures to go along with it. Of course, led by the M brothers, the M&M guys, uh, Michi and uh, Mac. Again, Michi phenomenal. Johnson. And B.J. Mack is one that we – he, he slopes a little bit. Well, this is a big win for Carolina because, like I said, they were 6-2, and two, and their six wins are big. I think one's Washington, and I think the other one's Arizona State. So, George Washington, they're also a you know contentious probably a two, playoff three, team. Two, yeah, like you say, I mean, three, so. uh, maybe a two. One of the better ones we've had because, like I said, we've beaten like Wofford. I think we played already, uh, so that was a big win for us. But I, I, going into Wednesday, you going Wednesday? Be ready. You going to Clemson Carolina basketball? Okay, all right. He's still against Brownell. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn him around, man. This is a good year for both teams. Man. If I'm you excited. go, I'll actually go see Amanda play a game. Okay. <laughs> he likes Butler. He likes Amanda Butler. <laughs> so, see, I'll tell you. Well, I don't think we're gonna have to worry that this game is gonna be uh, a mirror game of the Clemson Carolina women's game. I think this is oh, gonna no. be a slugfest. These guys are going Both teams have bigs that. Don't mind physicality. They've all got guards that can shoot the ball. Um, if you have to you look know, at it, who is who's going to be the standout for each team? Because I it's, think it's, it's going to be get... somebody we don't expect. It's not going to be the PJ Hall or Girardi or Eminem. Right. It's it's not going to be. It's going to be. You know, is it the number five guy or is it the number six, seven guy coming off the bench to give you that spark that you need? Uh, whether it be offensively or defensively. Um, I think both teams are playing good quality defense. Now, the question, and we talked about this earlier, with P.J., he has that tendency to get in foul trouble. How long can he go before he gets that fourth foul and has to go sit? He's going to have to play this whole game, and he's going to have to try to stay out of foul trouble. Now, for Carolina, I'm thinking it's going to be Zachary Davis. I mean, he, he played 22 minutes. He's more of a defensive player. player. Yeah. Um, you know, he did have five points against George Washington. But, you know, I, if he, he may, gets steals he may draw, and makes – He may draw Girardi as a defensive assignment 
to try to shut Girardi down. And um, I think he might be the difference maker in this game. To, you know, with, how many steals did he have oh, this time around? Where, where? I mean, that's the guy that's going to be my player of the game that we don't know yet. It's Taylor Cooper. Two. Taylor Cooper is the guy I'm looking at here. He's averaging six assists a game. I mean, uh, yeah, a, a game. I still think though. I do think it's going to be PJ, and I think it's going to be Michi Johnson and. How glad Paris must be that Michi's finally starting to hit some threes, but he's not shooting that crazy three that he shot first mm. last year. I mean, he was throwing bombs up from here to be rad, and, I mean, he was hitting the, the top of the building and stuff like that. He's not doing that this year. And, I, I like I said, I still think P.J.'s got to be your guy. you got to have your leading scorer doing something. And for us, it's Michi at 18, P.J.'s at 22. I mean, that's who it's got to be to pick up that pace. Now, if P.J. does get in foul trouble – I think Clemson could be in a little bit of trouble here because I don't know who else is going in. But I, I like your Zachary Davis pick because nobody's thought about old Mr. Denmark in a while. Mm-hmm. So I think he's ready to come in and play. Uh, I just Michi's doing something this year that I didn't think he would do. Because remember last year I complained about the threes he was throwing up because they were like from out of nowhere, rainbow <laughs> killers or whatever. He was. I mean, he had more air balls than he hit the rim. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this year, I mean, you know, he's still only averaging five a game. I mean, no, he's at eighteen. They're still going to be your two guys, I think. But I like your Zachary, and I like, like I said, Taylon Cooper, so because he's the assist guy. He's going to be the one that feeds it. And I think BJ's got to have a big game also. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know that we've even pulled out the whole team yet to see who's got what. And, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I'm still in football, man. I'm, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take you back to football because we've got forgot one very important game that's happening this Friday night um, as the Furman Paladins ended up taking care of Chattanooga rather easily, I might say. Um, didn't expect uh, them to win the way that they did, but they absolutely just beat the pants off of uh, Chattanooga, who was what, the number 16 yeah. team? A really good yeah, team. They just had to seven. Six to seven, yep. They just had played them, what, three weeks ago? Four yeah, weeks ago? three, four, about a month ago when they ended up playing. And uh, a big win for them. Tyler uh, got back involved once again. Remember, this was a game that he got injured like in the second quarter. And Carson Jones. And had that injured. shoulder injury. And since then, he's come back and been dynamite. So, And uh, Dominique Roberto is healthy again, I hear. So that's going to be a fun thing there. Yep. So. But they get to go to, to of all places <laughs> – <laughs> Bozeman? Is that Bozeman? Um, no, it's... Uh, Helena. Huh? Helena. Montana. Is it Helena, Montana? I saw it. It wasn't Bozeman either. I've been to Bozeman. That's... Hold on, I'll tell you. Missoula. Missoula, that's it. Yeah. Missoula, Montana. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where they're going. Which, by the way, today the high is 44. By game time, I'm it'll moving. be a whopping 36 degrees and I'm expect moving. snow all day long. The low will be 25, so it's going to be, you know, oof. I'm playing the lottery. We'll see what happens. So, uh, Dan Scott and his crew uh, will be listening along. And in this game, I believe, is on uh, it's Friday night. ESPN Friday yeah, night? Yeah, it is, yeah. So. I was thinking Saturday, and I was like, man. But, you know, Dan, they've got a game. They're, leave, they're leaving today, or they've already left to go to Arkansas yeah, for basketball. They're playing tonight or tomorrow night. So, I mean, so. and he said, he said, I, even for a big man like me, i got to find me a coat. <laughs> 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 but, like I said, it's – and that's another one of those things if you, you know – Go to Facebook and look up Berman, and when he puts the link on, if you'd rather hear him call the game than whoever crazy person they got doing the game, that's even that'd be crazy now. Now, I'd still sit outside with my people. I still sit outside. <laughs> that's the guy that's gonna be calling the game. It's gonna be, you know. Well, you can sit so, outside. Me and Tom are gonna get inside. I'm going for him. He's still gonna have the mic me. outside. You gotta have some of that crowd noise. Let's see, Hansen, do me do the side window here. I've got to have the I've got to have the window open somewhat so yeah. I can actually. I don't know what it is about play-by-play guys that can stay inside a glass booth and actually actually call. You don't. I, to me, you don't feel like you're part of the game. 
I love, I, yeah. like I said, man, I love what we do. I appreciate you letting me get out there. Because <laughs> a lot of those places we've been, yeah, that press box ain't quite big enough for everybody in there. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. B-Rad getting the bar ready to go for happy hours coming up here. You can come buy the cheeseburger special on Mondays, and then Thursdays we know is the twice-baked potato with the ribeye steak sandwich. <laughs> Tuesdays is a hot dog special to go along with it. They got, club. Yeah, they got uh, yeah, a club going on with that. So you can come on by and enjoy all of that. Uh, make sure to stop in and, and say hello to Clyde and Barry as well. So. Uh, look at who's right here. we got Shy right here. She's ready for – if B-Rag goes down with an injury, I guess she's ready to step up to the plate and finish it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did mean to tell you that Sarah did mop that floor, B-Rat, So be careful. <laughs> but you got issues on, like not like me. I went for a spill yesterday at Michelle's Pizza because I was on Crocs in the mud. So, oh, Lord. yeah, I took a good little spill. But anyway, uh, great staff. I mean, come on by. Great food. Uh, great bands. Entertainment, man. Check check their page out. They'll tell you who's playing and Christmas time's coming around. I also want to give a, a big shout out to the good folks over at American Legion Baseball, Post 20 Baseball to go along with that. Uh, Ty Vines and his staff do a fabulous job and um, from what I understand, we're in talks of getting them to come on and sponsor the show as well. So we're in the we're going to awesome. work that out and uh, there'll be a sponsor. Of course, there's going to be great baseball when it does come around in June and of course, uh, they're going to be uh, Teams from all over the Lakelands uh, that'll be involved in just that one team, kind of an all-star game. I, I had well, something funny to tell you. Uh, when Mike's brother-in-law, who's in Somerville slash Walterboro, he asked me, he said, how many guys do y'all got working on y'all's team? I said, well, there's three of us, me and Stan and you. He said, well, damn, y'all put, put out a lot of stuff. And I was like, no, that's one guy that Tom probably wants to strangle every time I do it. But <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if I see anything, like I said, we had the 18 and under teams up. If you're 18 and under from Greenwood, hit me up because I did not get a score update from y'all and you haven't updated your page. But anything that's local, Greenwood, Lakeland, this going to be up. We got to do that for the people around here and stuff like that. But I'm the one that does it, not Tom Carroll. And don't blame him and Stan for all the stuff you're like. Why is it on there? Because that's what you say all the time. I bet. <laughs> I've even got the top I 25 basketball. I only did that when you get into the NFL stuff. I'm like, where are we talking why, NFL why? on here? Yeah. Well, you got you got the polls for the women and men's basketball yeah, we that just that. came out. Yeah. Um, I gave you those. Now I'll talk NFL with anybody you want to. I'm just not talking today because, again, my pats just have crashed and burned. <laughs> First team in the history is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, guys, uh, there's good news uh, that is coming. I'm um, just going to let you know. I didn't tell you guys this. I wanted to save it. Surprise you guys. Uh, but the South Carolina legislature has said um, that they're a little upset with the South Carolina High School League, and uh, they're going to overhaul it. All right. <laughs> Come through and, um, uh, you know, kind of revamp everything the way you look at it. It was a 12 to 4 vote approved for uh, out of zone multiplier that the High School League approved. They did not consult the legislation even though the high school league knew the legislation was going through trying to figure all this out as well and what they're going to do so um the committee uh you know that was formed back in may for all of this uh with the high school league uh, is now planning on revamping everything and and here's here's some of the key points of what they're looking at and see if any of these sound good to you or surprise you at all one they're going to have an 11 member board of directors that's going to be appointed by various members of the south carolina government member for a four-year term okay um, none of those will be currently employed as athletic directors, coaches, principals, superintendents, or other school leaders. I, I don't like that one. All right. Uh, the board of directors shall uh, employ a director and other staff as necessary to carry out the duties and the responsibilities assigned by the board, which 
you know, we kind of think it's uh, uh, by appointment by the director as of right now, the way it, it seems to be going. Um, some of the duties of the board include establishing a multiplier system for the purpose of classifying um, that takes into account the school's geographic location, student population, and the performance of each sport in which they participate. Okay, not just football, right. each sport in which they participate. Uh, the bill would also allow a one-time transfer for students. So students enrolled in middle school, the association shall allow a one-time transfer after eligibility is established in the seventh grade. Um, student enrollment in high school, the association shall allow a one-time transfer after eligibility is established in the ninth grade Oh, to go along with that. So make up your mind because you're not going to get a second chance. But you're still going to get counted by the multiplier. But a lot of this that the legislature's wanting to put in, guess what? The high school league with their competition committee has already enacted and put in, and we're going to see the results of. Well, they put in one, but it doesn't take into account the geographic locations and some of well, the other stuff. So Now, we said the multiplier. Now, we never looked because the, the one time that we talked about the multiplier, there were about eight or nine other things. Uh, proximity to population areas, the socioeconomic Right, and that's stuff. one of the things that they didn't do. And, they just, uh, well, I don't know, did that pass with the three multiplier? No, it did not. So, so it's the just only the, one that passed was the three multiplier. Correct. They didn't even discuss all those other ones that the competition well, they probably recommended. Dis they probably discussed it, but they didn't elect it. What names on that, by the way? Can I ask whose names on that? On some this? guy. At, uh, I'm guessing it's Harpoolian. I'm gonna say it's Harpoolian. <laughs> no, it's, it's some guy at the low state. <laughs> I was hoping it was Harpoolian because I was uh, gonna say I know that's very um, collegiate. A legislator at the low state, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, state representative Shannon Erickson. She's the chairwoman of Education and Public Works Committee, um, and all that was gonna fall under her. Yeah. So. She needs help with it. From? She needs help with it. <clears throat> I do not know. <laughs> it's the lower state. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, th that's just some of the changes that are coming. But the state legislation uh, begins in January, which means the new high school sports bill uh, will likely start months after that uh, with the debate and everything else. So, right. we, you know, next season, the South Carolina High School League will become the South Carolina High School Athletic Association. So taking away the L and adding two A's. <laughs> all, all this all this still has to pass. And I still got All this still has to pass through all them legislators that are dying there. Yep, this is all just proposed stuff. The stuff that we know already is that the high school league is getting ready to come out with realignment. They've got to do that. Regardless of whether they use the three multiplier down. or not, they've got to come out with that realignment. The board that is the high school league is made up of principals and athletic directors. Who knows more about what needs to happen than those two people? Do I need somebody that's trying to decide whether they want to pave a road or build a bridge <laughs> and get involved with what well, does this team it, need to be playing may, this other team? But it may be a retired uh, athletic director, or you know, we could see Shell Dula down there uh, being Michelle involved. Shell already works for the high school league. Not anymore. Well, he, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he, well, he probably retired. He's playing golf now, man. Yeah, well, he yeah. probably retired. So it's Stony Point. It's, yeah, it's going to be interesting know, to see how it turns out. But see, you know. But, uh, they're kind of following the the map that the North Carolina legislature they passed back in October the, the bill this bill that that stripped the power away from their high school 
League and became an association with the state government. And I think that kind of, you know, I got to go back and look and find out exactly what's involved with all of that. But, uh, you know, Georgia, uh, their high school athletic association, totally different than, than South Carolina, North Carolina's. Super good. Yeah. But if, if you are in the legislature, who are you going to put in Jerome's spot? Anybody but him. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm, oh, I'm saying. Right. You told me he's doctor. I'm, I'm saying that the guy's been there for a while. Chris Cox don't know what he's had to go through. Oh, I know he's been through it. And, you know. I, I just give him grief. Can you lead, you know. And here again, we can thank Great Collegiate for bringing all this out. Finally, in the high school league, finally trying to get some action taking place, uh, play for it. And uh, I thought they had done a pretty good job, and I I don't think it needs to be messed with. That's the reason I I said doing a lawyer like harpooning behind this, because I could see Gray coming up with something like this. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the, the gray issue and, and the competitive fairness is why South Carolina yeah. started looking into the legislature yeah. started looking into it because the high school league was dragging their feet, so they figured they'd do something. Well, I don't know it, if so. the high school league was dragging their feet or not because they put in the three multiplier. They did, right, but it, I mean, passed, this was in May passed. when they started, though. Well, they should. Well, that's the state legislature dragging its feet. Well, the state legislature didn't start until August. Yeah, it was. I mean, the, I mean, it took the committee that long, to, and they still haven't. You know, it was what middle of November, right before Thanksgiving. That may have been on me, Stan, because it. remember I kept saying we taught it. Jerome quit dragging yeah. your feet. That may be on me. I take it a hit. <laughs> I do, but right. I do like Doctor. I do like Doctor. That was Jerome uh, single. So we'll find out what he's a doctor yep. of. Um, <laughs> let's well, talk. We <laughs> talk about the high school playoffs, and we see why this is happening. One uh, A. Christchurch yeah. hung about 70 on Paul Johnsonville. Yeah, it didn't that happen. Even Never should have happened. Didn't Never should have happened. Yeah, I agree. You go to 2A and you had two collegiates playing each other. I'm glad to see Oceanside win. Chris, you and I both picked them to win. We did. And I'm glad to see that. But thank, thank you, Gray, for causing <laughs> all the chaos that you caused during the season to get some people looking at uh, the fairness and the competitiveness yeah. of it all. Uh, you get the 3A with Daniel and Camden. You couldn't ask for a better football Best game, game of the, night. Of the oh, entire weekend. weekend. Yeah. I agree yeah. totally. Uh, Westside and South Florence, another great football game. Yeah, we said Westside, yeah. you, you had to go through Region 1 yeah. in order to win this championship, championship. And, and how tough it really was going to be. And that proved it time and time again this week. Really yeah. good game. But that 3A was the one, man. I give yeah. it. You know what? I can see why Grayson White's up for that Mr. Quarterback or oh, whatever yeah. it is. So. Well, Big and kid. he took on, a, a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he took on across the way that offensive lineman that Clemson yeah. just had yeah. uh, verbally commit to. That's a junior this year that that kept coming after him. It I, may have been a part of the reason he didn't get in the end zone. I was gonna say, I mean, but he did everything else. He got it to the end zone. So, yeah. to, and to play Daniel the way they did, we know what Daniel is. They're a beast. So, best game of the whole weekend. I agree with y'all on yeah, that by far. And then of course <laughs> Dutch Fort taking down White Knoll, which well and. Yeah. I'll give Bill credit. He called that one. Yeah, he said it wasn't going to even be close, and it so. wasn't. Well, he's the one that started up about down. Tom Knotts started his own dynasty talk down there now to keep his job. <laughs> yeah, Tom Knotts <laughs> come out after that and say six of them. Yeah, it's time for y'all to call us a dynasty. So, you know what? He'll be my team next year. I'm jumping on. So <laughs> well, well, here again, uh, you know, this This is where the legislature, and, and they're going to have to look at it. 
can how many kids can you have transfer into Dutch Fort? Thing is, they're five A. There's that, nowhere yeah, for them to them go. To go. So, that's right. So five I mean, A's so can do what, what they want. If you're not, if you're not, what can you do to them? Do you limit the number of transfer athletes that they can have? Well, that's why the legislature is right. looking at what they're. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. limited it to just four A down? Why? Why was five A totally left out of this deal? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand they can't go anywhere else, but I mean. Even still, like what Stan's talking about there, you can still go to White Knoll and get their players or whatever. And, I mean, I, it should be looked at for White Knoll, too. I mean, for 5A, too. Maybe that's one of the reasons that legislators do what they did. All right, so that leads me to um, a fun one. <laughs> Let's talk about Uh-oh. current South Carolina head coach job openings that are out there as of right now. Well, we can talk about Lawrence right now because, like well. I said, we've been talking about Lawrence for, what, a month now? <laughs> we they, have. They do have a list out. Yeah. That, they uh, do. Potential, uh, so. and, we, and I'll run down the list for you, and then we'll talk about it. Of course, Greg Porter out of Greenville is one of them. You have Steve Wooten or uh, Watson. Um, who's Scoot. the JL man coach, better known as Scoot. You have uh, Seth Strickland, who is the um, – uh, Anderson OC for Anderson what, University. Was not Seth the quarterback at Lawrence he was. that went to he South was. Carolina yeah. and was. rode the bench for four years? He was. That's him. That's why he's with Bobby Lamb. Yep. Um, he coached at uh, a bunch of other places, too. We'll get into yeah. that. And then you got Andrew Webb, who was at Clint, or uh, excuse me, at Saluda, went to uh, Strom Thurmond this year. He had a fantastic job he did there. And then you have Adams Dean, who was the OC over at uh, Greenwood to go along with all of that. So taking a look, first and foremost, everybody uh, knew it when the job opening came. Um, you know, when, when you saw Smith's name go up there and said that he was being let go, everybody right away started pointing to Greg Porter. Greg this Porter. is a job that Greg Porter has wanted. Um, he finishes up at Greenville, makes it to the Upper State Finals against Westside, ends up uh, 10-4 and four on the season this year in 4A, uh, was a head coach at, at Hillcrest. Uh, we took him on a couple of times. Um, uh, what, he had nine years that he was there, I think, uh, couple of region titles and a state title game to go along with that, and then we've all seen what he's been able to do. But this is a job that he was up for once before as well. Um, would he be willing to come back and do this once again? I just don't see why. I mean, like as this kid, but he's been a thorn in our side for a long time, or his coach, not kid. Um, and done well there. I mean, I just don't know. For some reason, Greenville lets you do what you want to do, and he better stay where he's at. I mean, according to what I'm seeing here, every one of these is like OCs. Is there a defensive guy in this thing? Um, is, Scoot, is Scoot's a defensive guy from jail, man? Or is he an offensive guy? He's more of an offensive guy. That's what reason, Lawrence so, said. They yeah. were going to stay away from defense this time. They need somebody that they could get that could put points on the, the board, board first. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably been the argument against, you know, Coach Smith yeah. the whole time. But you look at Scoot and what he's done at jail, man. Um, you know, he got – he's 23-21 and 21 as his record at Manor right now. And, that, and that's misleading because you go back two years um, – he won four games, the most they ever won. Then he won seven games last year. And this year, uh, they go on an 11-win season to go along with it. So he's gotten better and better. Lawrence wants a guy that's going to build a program. I just don't think Steve Watson and what he's done in building the program at J.O. Mann is going to want to walk away from that, knowing that now he's got uh, kids from Greenville coming over to, 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 only three to, years to play in three and, years and, in. Yeah. And, you know, does he, he won't have to start the process over again. Yeah, I don't think he does. I, think, I he think he wants to enjoy Lawrence, that success. Would Lawrence be willing to give him You'd have the to time it. that – because it's going to take him longer than three years to build a Lawrence program back. I'm sorry. It, it, I hate to say it, but it is. 
Well, we'll see how we'll it, see how it goes. But him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I don't think he's going to leave. Though I think he's going to enjoy the time that yep, he has up there at JL. Man, um, Seth Strickland, the former Raider quarterback, we made mention of. Um, you know, at South Carolina, uh, he spent six seasons uh, working at South Carolina under Steve Spurrier and with Will Muschamp and those groups. And then um, I think he was at IMG Academy for a few years. Went to Albany State, uh, ended up coaching there. Um, and now he's up there with Bobby Lamb at Anderson University building uh, a program there. I don't think Lawrence I has would, the money I to. I don't think it, uh, you're right. Uh, even though that would be coming home to him. I don't. You know, and right I, now he just has to focus on football up at Anderson. Yeah. He'd have to be the athletic director and the football coach because that's what they're looking at uh, yeah. and wanting to And that may be Smith. a mistake. It they may be. need to do like a lot of other schools are doing and take that athletic, athletic director's job title off of it and just let him be the football coach and coach three classes a day or something. And if you're Lawrence, is that what you do? I agree. I think you, that's what I, I you, think do. you do. If you want to make it attractive for yeah, him, I think yeah, you do. I think you do. I think you've got And I think maybe ready. then he would leave. I, I don't I think don't he know. would. I, I mean, Anderson, I'm telling you, I mean, we, we joke about Erskine and everything. But I'm telling you, this is fixing to be a powerhouse. And that's why I think he Anderson. stays. I yeah. think but if I'm Lawrence, I do good. everything I can to get him here. If I'm yeah. Lawrence, I go. He's one of the more attractive ones. And the other one you fit in the call out is going to be the second one. Well, I'm going to mention him in a second. But <laughs> oh, oh, don't flip me up now. Cause, yeah, yeah, he's looking over my shoulder. All right, we'll follow We'll follow along in, in, in how I've got him. Uh, Seth Strickland, everybody knows who he is and, and the job uh, that he has done. Let's talk about Andrew Webb. He was the uh, former Raiders fan. Um, well, faced a former Raiders fan, I guess you would say. Uh, he played at Clinton, served as the head coach there from 2015 to 2018. Uh, then he went and spent. Uh, uh, good number of time over in Saluda, ended up winning a state championship over there, and then became the head coach at Strom Thurmond to go along with that uh, as the OC and the head coach uh, all in one. Um, the fact is that Webb is, you know, a former Clinton Red Devil. Does uh, <laughs> Lauren take that into account? Um, if he beats you, yeah, I think you bring him over <laughs> in that regard. But he's had two stops since then, as we mentioned, and and. For me, this is probably the most logical choice. I think I, that's what I was saying. If, I think yeah. if he'll leave Strom Thurmond. I think money will And we, we have seen the facilities at Strom Thurmond. Oh, yeah. They've done well. I mean, they've, they're pretty they've, nice. put, they've, put, they've put their money where their mouth is, so to speak. That's B-Raz money. Uh, I'm telling you, Strom Thurmond, that's B-Raz money. But uh, I, he's I a, a higher that I, I look I at. Don't, would he leave Strom Thurmond right now, though? He hadn't been there that long. He's got the program headed the way he wants it to go. Is it a lot like Strickland? Do I does he say uh, it's an okay job, but I'd rather be somewhere else? Well, he we already know that he's not big on the uh, the um, AD job at Strom Thurmond. That's one of the yeah. complaints he had. But he's got an AD. But Strom Thurmond did it the other way. They put in an AD okay. and hired him as a football mm-hmm. coach because the guy come out of Dixie and he was at Greenwood High's quarterbacks coach for a while, and he's now the athletic director at Strom Thurmond. We need Doug's. Uh, opinion on this one i'll let you call him and get it and see what he thinks about it because he will be there when he bring whoever they bring in but i'm telling you right now if you want any of these guys you're going to come off that bill pole a little bit because i don't think any of them are coming for just common pay 
Um, and then the other one is Adams Dean, who was the Greenwood OC uh, this past couple of years, and um, he's a graduate of Lawrence to go along with that, uh, lives in Lawrence as of right now. Um, you know, he spent some time down on the sidelines of South Carolina during the Steve Spurrier days that are down there. Also served as the football manager during most successful time uh, for South Carolina uh, football history. Um, you know, and, and he's been he, – he's you know, at Greenwood, he's been involved in around some really good coaches. He was one of the ones that wanted to implement this new offense, he and Chris mm-hmm. Liner, because of his years at Carolina. I'll say this. I mean, we, he's been there for AC for – I mean, OC for a while. And this year alone – He's grown as a play caller. We've seen that. It's gotten away from the conventional run the ball football like they wanted, and they they put a new offense. And he's the one you got to give the props to the credit to is him. And I, I could see this because, like you say, he still lives in Lawrence. Yeah, the only he, downfall he's is he's never been a head coach. A head coach. So I just think sooner or later you got to give that guy the opportunity. <laughs> the one, I, the one I had a question about was um, Webb. The the Corey Fountain didn't replace him at Clinton, did he? Because he was a head coach of Clinton, right? Isn't that what um, you said? He oh. was the yeah. He served as the head coach from 2015 to 2018. So so yeah, found did replace him. him. So was he fired or? I don't know. That would be the question. I, I don't know his record there, but I said they brought in Corey Fountain, and I mean if you already well, had a guy, 14 and 28. Okay. Yep, that's why they got rid that, of him. Yep. And he landed back on his feet in two A. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, and we know why I get a job that Coach Young does, and and how he develops players. I mean, that's where he got started in the two, and he went straight down to Strom Thurmond where they like to throw the ball. Somebody in Peach Fields, man, I don't know. But, I mean, maybe you see him put a couple of Peach Fields in the yard up there, and Lawrence, he might come back. Yeah. I like Strickland, though. I just don't know if you can get him. Yeah, now these, I don't think you can get him. Yeah, these are all guys, though, that are on the wish list, as we like to call it. They're not necessarily guys that have uh, gone ahead and, and um, you know, been, shall we say, selected as a final – five or final or anything of that nature, they're still taking applications as of right now. And remember the Greenwood list when it was brought up. I mean, it was about the same number of people, and you know how long it took to get the right guys. So So we'll know probably March maybe is what I still think that 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 school district needs to make the decision and go ahead and split the job and have an AD separate from everything else. I think when that you does get matter. when you get to that level, when you get three, four A, you need it separated because there's so much work that that AD has to do, and give him a secretary. <laughs> Please give him a secretary. Uh, there's so much paperwork involved, and with the new changes that may come down, it's even going to be more. Uh, if you want a football coach to come in and coach football and put a winning program on the field, I think you've got to take that AD job away from him. Now that's gonna mean taking some money, but that's like Chris said, you're gonna to have to come up off. You got to come off some money too. You know, there's still coaches out there that are making six figures, yeah. including yeah. right here in the Lake yeah. to go along with that. That aren't athletic that, directors, right. so and that can happen over yeah. there. And would Porter want to leave? What he's probably making at Greenville. That's another thing. Would he want to leave? I mean, I know he's been trying to get down here forever, but would he? I mean, because I can't imagine what he makes at Greenville High School. I mean, I'm, I think what he wants is he wants. The Abbeville atmosphere. He wants that 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 town atmosphere, not yeah. a big city atmosphere. Yeah. I well, think he's he, got to yeah. compete with five or six other schools for headlines in the newspaper. Right. I think that's what he's kind of. He's a builder, at. though. We talked about him. Yeah. yeah. So. 
All right, uh, as we are uh, approaching our limit here, really quickly, the uh, 2023 Southern Slam was hosted by Eastside High School. Big wrestling event that went on Friday and Saturday. Congrats to Greenwood's Owen Sargent. He took fifth place, ended up with a, uh, well, he was 3-2 and two on the weekend, ended up with a big win over Trey Adams out of Goose Creek. Some big boy. Um, that is there, yep. And then uh, Carson Howell does it again. <laughs> Undefeated, he just, uh, he's what, 5-0? and oh? Yeah. Uh, he ended up going in the tournament. Uh, big win over Connor McCloskey, who had, I'm going to say, a foot, maybe a foot and a half on Howell. <laughs> he was a tall kid um, in this one. But he ends up in, in first place overall in the 190 weight category. And then in the 175, um, from 96, you had Frank Taylor, who's also you know just phenomenally strong. He ends up taking uh, eighth place as he lost to Joseph Carls of Clinton that took seventh. I'm telling you, man, the Lakeland's wrestling is going to be hot again this year. So, Yeah, looking forward to it. And by the way, Wednesday, big tournament at 96. You got Dixie, Greenwood, um, and 96, I think, uh, in that tri-match that's going on. So it should be fun. Or maybe it's Abbeville, not Greenwood. I'll have to look and double-check. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's so many schedules <laughs> for the rankings and when where they go. Uh, in regards to that, and speaking of rankings, you know, the preseason had 96 ranked second. You had Dixie ranked sixth uh, in the one and two A ranks, um, and then you go down to the three A ranks. Um, Clinton was number seven, uh, and uh, Greenwood was number four. They were right behind May River, Northwestern, and Eastside. Um, and Eastside's been a powerhouse oh, year in year out uh, to go along with that. You nephew wrestling stand? Is is what's the name wrestling Breeside or no? I don't think so. I okay. think he's just strictly right football. Now he's strictly football. <laughs> I don't yeah. blame him. <laughs> and then the uh, top five and 5A, you have at number five, River Bluff. Four is Dorman. Kane Bay is three. Fort Mill, two. And Somerville, ranked number one in Russell. Imagine that. <laughs> Dorchester Road again. So. All right. So there you have kind of a rundown. We've got big basketball games that are going to be taking place. Congrats to uh, Greenwood. They had a big win over uh, Airport, 54-31. to 31. Um Cameron Oliver, again, another big night for her, 15 points. Tyreka Johnson had 11 to go along with that. They're 5-0 and to start the season. And Emerald Atlanta tonight. So if you want a girls and guys game, go get over to Final Sworn. And I couldn't think of a better place to play it other than up at Erskine. But, hey, it's right here in town. Uh, you'll have this out before that game starts. So. <laughs> we may have to go to that game. Hey, roll it. Go over and maybe we'll see uh, We'll see another athletic director over there that you need to talk to. That's fine. I, you know, I don't mind talking. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, 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 race, I look out. Here you go. I did for real. There's been four teams that have picked up football now. Um, not just Anderson now. Augusta's getting ready to do it also. So Brian, there you go. All right. We're fixing to have a big surrounding around us with football. <laughs> All right. Come on by. See the good folks here at Howard's on Main uh, as uh, they have everything you want. Live entertainment, great food. And uh, great staff to go along with all that. And Howard will even talk football with you. Just don't talk Gamecocks with him. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, he loves it. He don't uh, mind. That's Chris Cox. Got the coach, Dan Spivey, here in front of me. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great week.